Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. This is episode 286. It is our DC TV news episode. If the news is out, we are likely to talk about it, so beware of spoilers. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. We're going to jump right in and start talking about some young justice. Uh, Greg Wiseman has a message for the young justice fans. He says, Brandon Vietti and I are hard at work on season three of the Young Justice television series. But A, we just got started. And two, I really hope he meant, he meant B. And two... I do that just making, for fun. <laughs> yeah. Making animated episodes takes a long time. Yeah. Ten months minimum. Minimum, he wrote. So if you want more new Young Justice stories sooner, the answer is pretty simple. Artist Christopher Jones and I are chomping at the bit to make more Young Justice stories in comic book form. Producing a comic book takes considerably less time than producing television episodes, so if we got a green light on a comic book series now, you could theoretically have a, have new stories in a matter of months. He I, said, I can wait. He did want to talk about, though, the uh, pre-existing Young Justice comics. He says, uh, he, you know, we should buy... Young Justice Comics to prove to DC that we want more. But he does say issues 0 through 25 of our companion Young Justice comic have been collected into four trade paperbacks. And all of these stories are canon to the series with timestamps and everything. In fact, stuff in season 3 will play off of stuff from seasons 1 and 2 and from the comics. He says the best way to show DC that you want more comics is to purchase these stories electronically on the DC app on Comixology, or on iTunes, because they're out of print, and if you buy them from the stores, they're second-hand sales, and they won't even see that. He says, I'm an old-school guy, and I love having actual hard copies to hold in my hand. Unfortunately, the books are all out of print, so if you do find hard copies online or in a store, those are secondary sales, and DC won't know about them. So you need to buy them electronically. Put money in DC's pocket, and they'll want more of that green. Buy a lot of Young Justice comics, and it just follows that they'll order up some Young Justice comics. So there you go, guys. Yeah, straightforward, uh, practical. Yeah. Uh, over to Gotham, Cameron Monaghan is teased his full Joker costume. It looks like he's not going to be wearing a skin face like <laughs> like we thought. Um, right. I don't know what he was showing us earlier, but this looks like he's got the white face. It looks like he's got the red lips. He's wearing a white shirt and a purple vest. He looks pretty wicked. He's coming back in the season, uh, the mid-season <clears throat> premiere, right? I, you know, right. I don't even know. Maybe. Probably. Episode 212 is, is what I saw. I, I think I saw it listed as the mid-season premiere there. 212? I'm sorry. Uh, whatever season we're on, 12. Mm. Well, I think it was... Yeah, it was... A, yeah, that would be three. That would be 312. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I, I thought we covered 11 on the last... Uh, on the way out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I... There's actually a promo for his uh, re-entry already out. You know, like mm-hmm. Gotham does. A little 30-second hype reel, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, Roland Smoker, a listener of ours, good guy. What up, Roland? Uh, what up, y'all? He wrote us a message that said, It's been a few days since I watched the mid-season finales for Gotham and Arrow, and I cannot shake the thought of how similar their cliffhangers were. The main protagonist shoots and kills his ex-fiancé's current partner after being told not to kill. I'm not complaining. I liked both episodes, and it's not a problem in my mind uh, that they were so similar. Just thought the similarity was interesting and something I'd like to hear your thoughts on. If you've already talked about it, I must have missed it, and I apologize. I don't think we talked about that. No, I, I don't think we related those. I, if they had done it within I didn't register the it. like CW verse, I would have had a problem with it, unless they were mm-hmm. making that a point. Um, just the matter, like if it happened on Arrow and the Flash, and they had been leading up to something that made that make sense, that'd be great. Well, see, I had a, ha- a problem when they did a similar thing. Uh, last last season, or maybe it was even earlier this year, I can't remember. But there was a whole bit where at the on Gotham, they were running around killing mayoral candidates. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, they were doing the same bit on Arrow, and it was all like mayor campaigning on both shows, right? <laughs> and like assassins who were trying to take you know mayoral candidates out, and I was just like, oh my lord, this is awful. Stop. <laughs> I know, I know, I it. It, you technically, it's not something that um, we can hold against either of them. They don't; they're not really accountable to one another. Yeah, it's I, I just think, the fact that we watch all this shit, and that's on us. Yeah, but I think that uh, it was so different. Like Arrow, Oliver wasn't trying to kill his ex fiance's current partner. Um, Jim probably wanted to, but he was trying to stop. You know, it was the the he definitely didn't. The partners had they had different stories the on gotham the partner was a bad guy at this point on you know um arrow he was dressed like a bad guy but not really a bad guy he was right. a victim uh, yeah so, but the similarities are there too and it's worth noting absolutely it's, it's a good catch i didn't catch it yeah i didn't catch it uh i feel foolish for for not catching it but at the same time how dare I watch we? all this stuff and uh you know it gets a little bit uh overwhelming i think sometimes for me right but yeah, that was a good catch, Roland. I, I you know, I don't. I'm not. Also, angry we about it or, we've been so busy trying to know. catch shit that's happening, just uh, like in the the crossover and post crossover uh, episodes. It didn't even occur to me to relate anything that's happening on Fox. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't, like it's like like uh, the CW shows. CW shows have had have had this the theme running throughout the entire season on all the shows. Uh, there are some things you can't fix. Right. Um. And just catching all that and, and looking into the, a lot of the similar themes that they're playing with over on those shows. And I, I just feel like Gotham is in his own little bubble. So I just sort of naturally don't um, look at both yeah. in that in that way. Even though apparently they did, like there was like a piece of stock footage or something from, in Gotham that had Queen Consolidated in the skyline just because it was the same. <laughs> it was still WB. So yeah, they, just yeah, had, they, they uh... had that stock laying around. Some piece of press came out later, and, and they kind of said, um, "Yeah, we just didn't catch it. Sorry, we were we were using we have this this hard drive full of stuff we can pull from. Didn't realize it was Queen. Sorry, guys, didn't mean to confuse you." <laughs> yeah, like, basically, so anyway. a guy in charge of backgrounds saw some stuff. Whatever. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So over to Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg was talking to uh, Entertainment Weekly, and. Uh, they asked if Monel was actually going to be the real Daxamite prince because, if you recall, Monel said that he was a guard, and that the 
the Daxamite Prince like put him in the shuttle. Right. And saved him. Um, and it's a theory floating around out there that Monel is actually the prince. And they asked Andrew Kreisberg if that was true, and he said no comment. He also said secrets are never healthy in a relationship, and obviously Monel is holding on to something. We got a little taste in that. We got a little taste that his life on Daxam might not be as over as we think from the glimpse of the spacefarers who are on the hunt for him. So I will definitely play. So it will definitely play a big part in their relationship, Monel and Kara's relationship moving forward. Um, there also, was also an interview with. Hmm? Given Monel's character, have we considered the idea that he just maybe you know? Punched the prince in the jaw and took his space pod. <laughs> I think that would be a little too damning. But he is, I mean, when he shows up on this show, he is kind of a selfish jackass. Uh-huh. It wouldn't fit his character, uh, it, it wouldn't, you know, wreck his character. I mean, um, for him to have made an extremely selfish move early on. And then maybe that's why the giant metal face guys are, are coming. Well, he is a, you know, him being a selfish jackass also fits in with him being the prince. He's basically... Ollie Queen before he got stranded. Right, right. So, uh, maybe. Could be, easily. Um, Neil Patrick Harris was being interviewed, and uh, it wasn't for this. It wasn't for Supergirl, but they wanted to talk about Supergirl. And they asked him about it, about whether or not he was going to come on as the music meister. And he says, I've heard about it, but that's as much as it's been. And then he says something, but he's like, I don't know, I did, I did music meister on The Brave and the Bold, what, like 15 years ago? Um, which was not 15 years ago, but <laughs> yeah, he's he he did it in 2008. Um, he said it was a fun episode. It was a good thing to do. He wears a big a big zoot suit, from what I remember, and the song was fun to sing. So I don't know. We'll see. He also said he heard that Joss was involved, but he didn't know anything about it. But um, he might be lying. He always looks like he's kind of lying to me. A little like bit. He's always got something like like he's always got like a little glimmer in his eye. Like I've got I know something you don't know. But then again, maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not even involved, and that's just my hope. I just would love to see his live-action take on Music Monster so much. Mm-hmm. I would be perfectly happy to fool myself that he's lying. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I want Joss Whedon directing, and I want him playing Music Monster. And if we get halfway there, great. Mm-hmm. That too. Over on The Flash, Gypsy has been cast. Cynthia Reynolds is going to be playing, uh, no, sorry, Cynthia Reynolds, a.k.a. Gypsy, is going to be played by Sleepy Hollow actress Jessica Camacho. Uh, I actually didn't, I never got to see her on that show. I stopped watching Sleepy Hollow probably two episodes into season two. One or two episodes into season two. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, we were really enjoying joking about how the um, they always had like one running bit about him being an anachronism. But then it just started to run out of steam. I watched it out of habit for a while, just something thrown in the background, and then I, I, I think I made it into season three. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. I think the last thing I actually remember enjoying on that show was him scoffing at 12% sales tax on a muffin. Donut. Was it a donut? It was a donut. <laughs> he was like, the founding fathers were trying to get away from taxes. They would be outraged. Yeah. And it's something like, yeah. we died for less than this. <laughs> my my yep. friends died for less than this tax. Yeah, we revolted over like a two percent sales tax or something. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The show. The show just wasn't good enough to keep me interested. It went downhill quickly. At the beginning of the show, it seemed so batshit crazy that anything could happen. And then, but anyway, yeah. Never got to her, so I don't know how good of an actress she is. Uh, I heard that they very, very much retooled the show, which I. 
don't blame them for. Yeah. Uh, over to Arrow, Wendy Miracle was asked about the Russian vodka. Oh. Uh, being foreshadowing. Good. Her response was, were we too obvious with that? <laughs> um, <laughs> she said, I would call that foreshadowing more than anything else. Um, more like we're just saying she's not, you know, she's she's on that Oliver in Russia train for sure. Like she's not, not that she's going to be a bad guy necessarily, but just that she's still thinking about Oliver being in Russia. Yeah, I liked our take on it, that it's an inside joke for her. Uh-huh. I don't know that it's I our that's take, but that's, um, that's the version we discussed, and I liked it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all it is. Uh, so Stephen Amell used Batman Begins to illustrate uh, the Susan Williams story on Arrow. He says, Susan appears to be up to no good, but in reality she's just following a very interesting story. I mean, the mayor of the town where she's a reporter was clearly not on an island for five consecutive years, which, by the way, I think it's about time we did that. I always think back to the first Nolan Batman where Rachel Gould says to him, the world is too small a place for someone like Bruce Wayne to disappear. Even if Oliver wasn't as famous, and he wasn't, he did perish in a very famous incident in our story. I always thought that when he was in Hong Kong that someone would stop and be like, hey, you look like Oliver Queen, but it didn't happen. I like that he points out that Oliver isn't as famous as Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got an inferiority complex. <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> yeah. So Mark Guggenheim uh, for Legends of Tomorrow posted a picture of the uh, title of episode 213. Most people are thinking this means dinosaurs are going to be around. We've already seen dinosaurs once on the show. I don't know why it's a big deal, but uh, the title is Land of the Lost. <clears throat> I just hope we don't. Get, I, don't I just hope we don't see slee stacks anywhere. <laughs> Please, let's not do an actual crossover with Land of the Lost. I saw. I didn't see Land of the Lost. I just noticed that title somewhere. Are we going to get dinosaurs on Legend of Tomorrow? Well, uh, we did. Ray fought one. What's happening? <laughs> right. <laughs> a very bushy Ray fought a dinosaur. Yes. So uh, DC Superhero Girls has released episode two twenty five. Odd couple. It's going to be Harley Quinn, or it is Harley Quinn and Lady Shiva paired up as partners for their advanced stakeout project. And they're going to have to look past their differences to catch Cheshire. Mm. DCSuperheroGirls.com. It's a pretty delightful little show. Mm -hmm. Moving on to video games, Suicide Squad that has actually never been released. They never actually announced it. It has been canceled, they're saying. W. Uh, sorry, Warner Brothers Montreal has canceled the Suicide Squad video game in favor of a Batman game starring Damian Wayne. I, um, I think I'm, yeah. I would be equally excited about both those things if you told me they were happening. Sure. So I, I have exactly zero emotion right now. Yeah. Well, apparently the they it had been kind of floating around that it was going to be coming out, and then uh, we got word that it was a co-op game and then that it failed to impress Warner Brothers management during the green light meetings. And I guess it just didn't ever make it anywhere further than that. They chose to go with the Batman game. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, if you're them, you're just betting on what you know makes money. Yeah. I mean, Suicide Squad would make money. It's just that the game, the engine was shit. You know, <laughs> they're not going to, hopefully they wouldn't go through with it. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and, you know, co-op games are tricky anyway, a lot of times. Remember that awful Star Trek game we played? I do. It's just It was weird. <laughs> glitchy, buggy piece of shit. I mean, I remember you, like, trying to trick an alien into killing you so I could respawn you. 
Or like when we would beam into an area for a new level and one of us would just like start glitching out, turn upside down, and start flying around the ceiling. Yeah. Just With, like by our, our feet. Our legs would be in the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucked up, man. It was genuinely fucked up. Thanks. Thanks, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek game that was supposed to be in between the first and second movies. <laughs> yeah. In Star Trek Into Darkness, when he said, when McCoy goes, I want to deliver to Gorn, baby, I went, ha yeah, because that happened in that shitty game we played. Right. Thanks for reminding me of that, Carl Urban. That we tortured ourselves with just to say we had done it. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So, um, Batman the Telltale series... Episode five, City of Light, has been released, and it is on like good reviews. Every ad on every website I go to, mm-hmm. I'm aware that this is being tailored for me. But oh my god, mm-hmm. is it the, is it like this for everyone else? <laughs> I've been seeing it everywhere too. Um, it's a little bit like the uh, the Ron Swanson bit from Parks and Rec, where he's like, "Why is there an ad on my computer screen that says my name?" Why does it know that I want to I want to buy this? Hmm. And they kind of explain it to him and he's like that's awful. That's an invasion of privacy. You think that's bad? Go look type in your address into Google Earth. And he does so and the next shot is him just carrying his computer out to the garbage and throwing it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds accurate. Um, Actually, I, I my worst problem with the the AdSense methodology is mm-hmm. it bases stuff on things you shop for, right? I mean, if I if I had to yeah. Amazon or had to a specific site, it'll sometimes tag me, and and uh, the combination of circumstances will will tell the internet gods and the AdSense gods, hey, he was shopping for this recently. Well, but then I like it'll be a few days after I've shopped for that, and I'll see I'll start seeing like a month's worth of ads for that kind of item, and I keep thinking, fuckers, I already bought that. I went shopping, I found a product, yeah. I purchased it, I'm fucking done here. I was actually listening to a podcast. I want to say it was the show, the social media marketing podcast with uh, Michael Stelzner, but I'm not sure. Um, but I was I heard something about a there's there are hints that there might be a new algorithm kind of coming out that um, lets you actually say I already bought this item. And that would be fantastic. Just stops pestering you. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I feel like it's the internet equivalent of saying I already have a I already have a girlfriend. Sorry, please stop. Please get off my ass. <laughs> right. The internet equivalent of wearing a wedding ring yeah. out to the bar. Yeah. But if that's or is if, that supposed if, to attract people? I don't know. If, <laughs> I I ran into a girl, uh it was a friend of mine a long time ago that um it was me and me and her and a she was one of a, like a group of people I hung out with uh, regularly. And she had been divorced about 9 months ago, or 9 months before. We had this conversation, mm-hmm. and you know she had taken a few months, and then uh, you know kind of kind of taken her time by herself, and hadn't seen her out much. And then she had been going out more recently, and kind of wanted to meet some people. And she you know she was at that stage where she wanted to meet some people again. Mm-hmm. And um, she at some point, uh, you know, we just we found ourselves talking, and she kind of asked me like, "Why are all the I keep meeting like people, and they seem cool, but then they end up being really shitty guys? Like, what's going on?" And I I, I kind of like point at her hand and said, "So." Um, you know, you've still got your wedding ring on, right? Well, yeah, but it's just kind of a habit. It's like, so you've created this conundrum where now you're just out, and anyone who pro- uh, like approaches you and is flirting with you is now flirting with someone who looks like they have a, a wedding ring on. Like, it, it, what, what uh-huh. are you, what are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, it's no big deal to you because you're over it. For these guys, what, how, how are they not noticing it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like she took it off, and about three months later, some another another friend of ours that had feelings for her, but like hadn't wanted to say anything because he wasn't a shitty guy. Like mm-hmm. kind of gave her her space, and you know waited a waited a little while after she finally took the ring off and stuff, and and yeah, they're married now. Yeah, that's a nice story. Yeah, you know, setting yourself up for the right thing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and you know, showing the internet your wedding ring. <laughs> all right, so. I think I'm going to call this episode. Here's the thing. We have a review from Christopher White. He's finishing up his series of reviews for Batman the Telltale series. For whatever reason, for the first time, he decided to get super spoilery on it. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually wait until after the end credits, and then we're going to play it. Does that sound good? Yeah. And um, I'll go back and listen to this episode. Uh, Well, I'll just save the file because we have it in production. Mm-hmm. Or just call Chris and ask him what the hell he thought after I finally get to play this game. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and I think that's what we're going to do whenever something isn't officially released now. Because last, a couple weeks ago, there was something that I wanted to talk about even though it had just been like leaked, not officially released. And uh, we were like, oh, we got to jump ahead a couple of minutes or whatever. And that's just a pan in the ass. So we anything have done that has pretty well with that, though. Stick it after. In the past, we've been like, all right, skip ahead 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And have actually stayed like it. We're, we're not professional enough to be doing this well. We've just kind of gotten lucky and been like at 58 seconds, been like, all right, we should change subjects. Go. Right. But instead of that, I think I'd just rather just wait until after the credits. So I think that's what we're going to do from now on. I can dig it. You guys don't want to hear it. Don't, don't listen after the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode DC on screen.com. Proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever, what have you. Dude, come on. Give us a five-star written review if you enjoy the show. I don't want you to do it and lie, you know. That sucks. But if you do, you get entered into a contest. One in ten will win a trade paperback, a Blu-ray or DVD, DC of course, valued at $15 or less. As we've said, you'd be surprised what you can get for $15 or less. Absolutely. Crazy amounts of stuff things. Of great um, items. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, you know what? I was just looking around on Amazon. Blu-ray of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. Fourteen ninety nine. Nice. So if you're one of the if you're one of the people who hasn't seen that precious thirty minutes, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Won't cost you much and on our you know, on our side at least. That's right. We will be coming back on probably Thursday morning or sometime this week with a review of Justice League action. I've had a chance to watch it. Jason hasn't. We're going to be hanging out on Wednesday night anyway, so we'll record something and put it out for you guys later on in the week. Don't think we're going to do the whole series on a weekly basis, but we're going to talk about the pilot and the overall tone of the show, and uh, we hope you'll join us for that, and then we'll have news again, because as we've stated, the shows are on break right now. Mm -hmm. So until that time, thank you for listening, and keep some DC on your screen. So I just finished episode 5 of the Batman Telltale series, City of Light. Such a satisfying conclusion. I mean, it t- the story takes you all over the place, and they do it so well. You go from the Vale's house to the Batcave to, you know, a press meeting with Commissioner Gordon or acting Commissioner Gordon. And at one point, Alfred gets put in jeopardy. You think that he may or may not die. I won't spoil if he does or not. 
but the story continues to go to some really dark places. You find out that, and this is spoiler territory, guys, so skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want to hear anymore, but um, Vicky Vale is not Vicky Vale at all. She's actually born Victoria Arkham and was adopted by the Vales, who were some really deeply disturbing people who put poor Vicky in a hole and threw away the hole. And there was a bunch of neglect and maybe even some torture going on. Definitely some psychological torture. It was really messed up what they did to that poor girl. So you can kind of understand why she grew up to be the way that she was. But it was so cool that Telltale was able to take a character that we know like that and turn her into this really good villain, especially so early in Batman's career, so engaging, such a thrilling story. Not nearly as egregious as what Rocksteady decided to do with Jason Todd and the Arkham Knight. You know, good on you, Telltale, for that. And uh, the only other issue I had with the game, which a good friend of mine, Dave, was kind enough to point out that um, I was kind of in the wrong for, but... uh, uh, there's a uh, choice in episode two that you have to make on whether to save Harvey or save Catwoman. And if you opt to save Catwoman, then Harvey becomes Two-Face. But if you opt to save Harvey, he still ends up becoming Two-Face. He just doesn't look like Two-Face. So that seemed a little odd to me and everything, but there is plenty of precedence for it. So um, you can go back and look it up. I mean, as far back as BTAS and even before. So that actually doesn't bother me quite as much. Um, Overall, it was great. I've never really been a huge fan of Telltale game series, you know, like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, even though I love those properties as well. But overall, this was pretty amazing. And I think if you're a Batman fan, there's no reason not to play it because it's it's really good. Um, thank you, Jason. Thank you, David. And uh, keep up the great work, guys. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.